Yes, it's another episode of MLB Morning Coffee. A happy Monday to you and yours. We are recording this a little bit earlier than Monday. I am pleased to be joined for another edition of Coffee Conversations. He is in his fourth season in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. He was an 11th round pick. Check that 12th round pick out of Cerritos, California, a Long Beach native, my guy, Javon Ward. Javon, what's good, man? How you doing? What's going on, Greg? What's up, man? Happy to be here, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, we're just trying to catch up with a lot of people in my network of of, a baseball community. And I was thinking about you. I've had a chance to talk to a lot of people from teams that I've worked for, but I haven't really had a chance to talk to a lot of my guys from Helena. So I just got to ask you the the first overall question. I've asked everybody this. What was the experience for you like when they shut everything down? I know that for Royals people, it was different than Rangers people. It's different than Brewers people. I mean, what, what was it like for you knowing that you go to Arizona at the end of February and then you're back home less than three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I actually came a little bit earlier to, to uh, spring training. I came on the 22nd, like I told you before. And, uh, yeah, we were practicing. Everything was cool. We were hearing about it here and there on the news and stuff, but no one kind of knew how serious it was. And then uh, one day they were just like, hey, we're going to have a mandatory meeting on Monday, so you guys got the weekend off. I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, we were just going to hang out for the weekend. And then the next day they're like, hey, everybody come in, grab your stuff and get going. You know, we're locking it down. I was like, oh, uh, all right. You know, and I think a lot of us still didn't realize how bad it was for another. I didn't think it was that bad for another about two weeks, you know. Until they started shutting everything down. But as soon as we all saw the NBA shut down, we're like, yeah, this is getting pretty serious, you know. But I think the NBA was really the tipping point for all of professional sports because the NBA shut it down right away. Where were you the night where all of that happened? Like, did you kind of sense looking at social media that something was going to happen even before you heard the news? Um, I mean, like, I I take a look at it like everybody else does. It's kind of hard not to. It's everywhere. It's plastering everything you could think of. But, um, you know, it was kind of a domino effect after the NBA shut down. We were like, well, we're going to be next, you know. They can't just have one, you know, national sport closed down and not the other, so. You know, it's all right, though. Everything will be all right. What have you been doing to keep physically ready and to keep your mind right? Because it's understandable in times like these that you get into a false routine, that you fall out of certain routines or certain workouts. So what are you trying to do in order to stay ready and to stay mentally sharp? Because I know from personal experience it's not the easiest thing to do when you wake up in the morning and there's kind of nothing that you can do that qualifies as normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, honestly, me just being at home, I'm just enjoying it. My, uh, my time at home with my family and everything. But uh, as routine-wise with, with staying in shape and all that, you kind of just have to stay disciplined and just do it. You know what I mean? It's more of just making sure you do something rather than not doing anything. And uh, whatever that may be for certain guys, you know, Certain guys have more stuff than others at their houses, but, you know, I think we all make it work, and we're all kind of driving for the same thing. So, What has this experience done to change your perspective on life? Because I know it's done it for a lot of people because their lives as normal have been completely changed. Yeah. Um, I think I think at this point, you know, I've had so much downtime. You get to kind of – I get to kind of do things that I didn't – I wouldn't usually get to do. 
you know, during the season since I have so much time on my hands. Um, you know, I like to draw and, you know, just enjoy my time with my family and stuff like that. But it's a, like I said, it's a really interesting time. Like you said, it's per- it's a perfect way to describe it is waking up and not <laughs> having anything normal to do. That's probably the perfect way to describe it. But uh, you kind of got to keep yourself busy. You have a dog. Your dog is adorable. Yes. What is your dog's name? Oh, yes. And has your dog been doing uh, <laughs> a good job of keeping you occupied? 100%. My dog's name is uh, is St. Laurent, but we call him Papa. Um, but he's a, he's a Sharpay. He's about a, a year and a half old. But, yeah, that's my baby, man. Uh, he's been doing everything. I spend every day with him, man. That's like my uh, that's like my son, man. That's the closest thing I got to one right now. They have the most adorable lips. I, I know that's a weird <laughs> thing to say about a dog, but, I mean, the Sharpay <laughs> lips are just, like, the most, like, oh, floppy-looking things ever. And I think it just adds to the mm. adorableness of that dog. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's cool, man. He's a de- he's definitely different looking. He's funny looking. But, you know, I love him. He's different. That's cool. I li- that's why I ended up getting him, man. I always wanted to get a Sharpay. I had English Bulldogs when I was little. And I was like, I want to get something different, you know. I'm always looking at Sharpays, like the way they look, you know. It took me a while. I actually found Papa while we were in Helena. I found I bought him as soon as we got home from Helena. That's actually pretty cool, the fact that you were able mm-hmm. to actually – that's a memory that you have from Helena. It's like I discovered him while I was still in Helena. And I think that's a good transition uh, point for me. Uh, Where do you put that season in Helena in perspective with the rest of your life, knowing that you're a member of the final team in the history of a city? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a pretty special thing. I think I really didn't understand the magnitude of, of how important that, team was to that city as you know man it was a really small town and you know they don't have a lot of things to to look forward to you know but it was it was a really huge honor to be able to play for that team man. you're from the greater la area i'm from the greater bay area i've worked <laughs> in idaho montana iowa you've played in montana and wisconsin so and i everywhere. feel like for us californians it gives us a really good perspective on the rest of the country going to areas that we may not necessarily have gone to if it were not for our careers. So I know that it's given me a great perspective on the world. What has your career in the places that you've been, even though it's still really early in your career, what kind of perspective has it given you on the rest of our country? Honestly, it's always really cool to, to see different things that you're not used to. You know, my uncle, played in the NFL, so I got to travel a little bit when I was young just to kind of see the, the different states and everything. And uh, this past year I played in the Midwest. It's definitely different, though, when you leave California and you see how different, you know, the rest of the country really is. But it's it's really cool to kind of just open up your, your mind and see different things the way the world is from different people. Now, I actually worked in the Midwest League for two years, and I absolutely adored going to Neuroscience Group Field in Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> how cool of a home environment is that? And how many different special jerseys did you get to wear this past year? Because they are big on oh, these man. special jerseys up oh, there. Oh, man. Greg, yeah, you're right. They are really big with that. I have so many different hats and uniform combinations, I can't even tell you, man. But, uh, no, it was they, – they treated us really well, man. The Tim Rattlers and the, the organization, everyone did a did a really cool job, really classy job last year, too. It was, it was awesome, man. I loved Wisconsin. It was awesome. 
Do you have a signature picture of yourself in an utter Tuggers uniform? I do. I actually do. I do have a really nice one, actually. Yeah. So the utter Tuggers for those, the utter Tuggers for those of you listening, were the uh, alternate identity that the Timber Rattlers went by for a couple of weeks, and it was voted, I think, the minor league alternate jersey or one of their promotions of the year. And Mm -hmm. it's an ode to Wisconsin's cheese industry and their dairy industry. And I thought the uniform looked really cool. I remember seeing pictures of Scott Sunich and Chad McClanahan in the (laughs) later Hosen jerseys. I can't imagine you at 6'5 in one of those. Oh, man. It was was definitely an interesting uniform. It was was a tough uniform, man. But you kind of just got to roll with it. You kind of just got to make it look good, man. You know, I'm going to try and make sure I do that all the time. I always like to look good on the field. How cool is it for you, at least last year, and I know that it starts to splinter up a little bit, to have most of your teammates from 2018 in Helena be your teammates in Wisconsin? How cool was it to know that you basically kept a majority of the same guys? Yeah. I mean, honestly, Greg, a lot of the guys I've known since my first year, we played together my first year, yeah, that core group of guys, um, I think they're going to keep us together. But it's, it's really cool because you kind of get to know everybody's tendencies, whether it's on or off the field. You just know how certain people are. You know how certain people tick. You try to stay away from that, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's really cool to see the same guys. It's like a reunion every year, man. It's awesome. We are here with Milwaukee Brewers outfield prospect Javon Ward on MLB Morning Coffee. This is coming out on a Monday, but we are recording this on a Friday. Javon, are you a big coffee guy? Yeah, man, I love coffee. During the season, at home, it's it's hard for me to drink coffee. I'm already a pretty amped up person as it is, you know that. So I'm I'm pretty uh I'm pretty cool off coffee, but I do enjoy it. I appreciate it very much. What's your go-to Starbucks order? Hey, uh, probably a blonde roast, uh, cold brew. I like coffee the way it is, man. I don't like all the sugar and stuff. Hey, I can appreciate that. That is certainly one of those things that you've got to take it for its purity and enjoy it without – because I think that you can put too much sugar in coffee, and it doesn't even taste like coffee anymore once you do it. (laughs) Well, you know something, and I think, man, they always talk to us about drinking tea. It's healthier for you, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to pass up on a black coffee. I can't lie. I think for me, I have to wait about five extra minutes to drink a black coffee as opposed to one with cream just because of the heat of it, and the cream kind of cools it down. But once I actually – once I got the right temperature of black coffee, I think it's as good as anything. Oh, yeah. It's a bittersweet taste. You definitely got to get, you know, used to it, but uh, I like it. I like the bitterness of it. What are some things that you've been trying to do to keep yourself occupied that aren't athletic? Are you watching anything good on TV or on Netflix or on HBO? Are you trying to pick up a new hobby? I mean, what are you trying to do to, to, to you know, occupy your time when you're not invested in – working out or, or keeping your brain sharp? Uh, I like to read, actually. I like to I like to read. I guess I really like to draw, but um, I love video games. That's a huge part of who I am. I've always played video games. My brothers play video games. Um, 
that's another kind of that's probably the biggest thing I've been doing except working out and stuff like that. It's probably playing video games or reading. You know, now little, MLB the show twenty twenty. MLB yeah. the show twenty twenty put in minor league rosters this year. Have you played with yourself in the show yet or are you not I in the see, game? I haven't. I I'm not sure. I don't think I'm in the game. I haven't even checked. I've never even I haven't even checked to be completely honest with you. I think that they went to double A in terms of the rosters, so I think that anybody that finished on a double A roster last year is probably in the game. It's hard for them to determine. Like like, there are some guys you know that would get promoted from you know single A to high A or or high A to double A, but you know the computer programmers and the video game developers don't necessarily have that information. But how cool would it be to play as yourself in a video game? Like it will get to that point. But oh, I mean, yeah, are definitely. you expecting your stats to be as good, better, not as good as your stats in real life in a video game? Because a lot of these video games are pretty realistic in terms of yeah, the yeah. difficulty per uh, actually facing a certain pitcher. Oh yeah, I mean, honestly, I think personally to answer that question, uh, you always want your guy to be better than what he probably is in a video game, just because you know you think you're better than that. But uh, you know, we'll see. I'm, but but to actually get that moment to play myself in a video game would be surreal, man. It would be a dream come true. You know, that's what I've been working for is getting to that point where you have the, the accolades and, you know, the awards to, you know, appreciate everything you've been doing for yourself. So it would be surreal. I'm excited to get to that point, and it's coming soon, man. Have you watched Tiger King yet? Of course. Who hasn't, right? You have to. There, There's actually a lot of people that I know that have not. So... Really? My question oh, man. to you, you is to watch that. I know, right? My question to you <laughs> is who amongst your teammates from either of the past couple of years, and even if it's somebody that I didn't know that played on Wisconsin in twenty nineteen or played in the AZL with you in twenty seventeen, I still relatively know them because I do a pretty good job of research <laughs> researching the entire brewer system. Who would oh, play yeah. Joe Exotic? Who would be the oh, Brewers man. minor leagues Joe Exotic? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of somebody who's just off the rockers sometimes. How about uh, Sonnich? That's a tough question. John could because he's really good at character. I, f- I feel like he would do really well with that. But I don't know if he would want to play that character, though. You know what I mean? That's fair. I think <laughs> I'm trying to think back if there's anybody that would be a really good Joe Exotic. That's kind of hard. Terrain, I think Terrain could pull it off. I think if you gave Terrain a mullet wig, he could pull it off. Oh, I agree, yes. I think that Terrain probably, <laughs> if you could get him to bleach his hair with his with his oh, facial man. hair the way that it is, he could probably do it. <laughs> yeah, BT's got a couple tats and stuff now, too. So, yeah, he could definitely rock that if he wanted to. Oh, man. Do you think that Carol Baskin fed her husband to the Tigers? I don't know, man. Watching, but watching it, it doesn't look too good. <laughs> From what what we've uh, seen on the thing, I really think that she might have done something. I don't know what it was, but it's hard for someone like of that kind of stature to disappear and no one knows what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's certainly one of the things that you look at that documentary and there's a lot of questions that are left unanswered, and I don't know if that's a question yeah. 
that we will get an answer to, but I know that they've really? actually reopened the investigation into all of it. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about that too. But the the craziest thing about it was I remember during one of the episodes when uh, when they mentioned that Carol's like brother was like on the police force or something. He was a sheriff's deputy, and then they didn't test the meat grinder. I'm like, bro, come on, really? I'm like, really? Not gonna test the meat grinder? Come on! But I don't know. That's still kind of. It bothers me a little bit. I feel like I should have done that, but it's all it's all over with now. We are here with Milwaukee Brewers prospect Javon Ward on MLB Morning Coffee. Javon was one of my go-to interviews in Helena, a native of Long Beach and a big Laker fan growing up. And I got to ask you, Javon, I remember inside our Pac-12 Network studios, I'm walking from our green room, which is basically this room where I am able to do a lot of research and, and watch a bunch of different games, and looking at Twitter and seeing the news that of what happened to Kobe Bryant and knowing how big of a Laker fan that you are. And really, even though you're a pro baseball player, football and basketball have played a big part of your upbringing. What does Kobe leave on you in terms of what you strive to be as an athlete, what value from him do you take in what you try to be on the field? Uh, I'd probably like to say, like, you know, his classic Mamba mentality, man. That dude was just a different breed when it came to the mental game, like the mental side of sport, man. You know, and I feel like a lot of athletes need to understand how important it is to be, like, mentally at your best because. The better decision making you can make, the better things can happen. The easier things will come to you. You know, the less stress you'll have while you're playing and stuff like that. So, uh, it would got to be. It's got to be the mama mentality, man. And Kobe was such a great human being, man. He did so much for the community. You know, he had his facility in uh, where is it at? In the hills in LA, his Mamba Sports Academy, and uh, you know, he he's just done a lot, man. You know, it's sad to see someone like that that's done so much for the community pass away so like tragically. What's your greatest memory of Kobe Bryant? Man, his last game, man. Last game. Man, the drop is, what is the sick of 60, right? 60 or 61, I think. He was 60, yeah. Like, just to be able to do that in his last game, man, it was almost like, it was like a surreal, man. It's, it's hard to do something like that in general, and to be able to do that with you, you know, you're going out with a bang type of thing, man. It's just, it was incredible. You know, seeing all those different people at the game and stuff, you know what I mean? It was amazing. It was the coolest thing I've probably ever seen. You were at that game. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 Those tickets were ridiculous, man. Uh-uh. I'd rather watch it on TV where you can actually see all the angles and stuff. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I know that there are a couple of people that I know a couple of Laker fans that bought those tickets like a year in advance thinking that it would be Kobe's last game. So they uh, they ended up selling out for a, a good amount of. The Last Dance documentary about Jordan and the 97-98 Bulls has rehashed a lot of MJ versus LeBron conversations. But honestly, I feel like it should be more of an MJ versus Kobe conversation because say what you want about LeBron. He plays in a different era, plays a different style than Kobe and Michael. But what Kobe and Michael have in common 
is the triangle offense and probably the greatest coach in the history of basketball in Phil Jackson. <laughs> and say what you want about LeBron, but nobody won like MJ and nobody won like Kobe. Yes, you're right. You're right. I mean, like, I feel like it's, I feel like there's never going to be a definitive answer with those three. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone's always going to like one more than the other. You know, you have to give – I give credit where credit is due, man. I think all three of them have, have done an amazing job with their careers and, you know, on and off the field. But one thing that I do look at when I look at, like, the, the greatest man is just, you know, how was he, you know, off the field, you know, with his people and, you know, within the locker room, you know, was he a hassle to play with? Because it seemed like everybody I've, I've seen talk about Jordan, it seemed like everybody doesn't like playing with the dude. But uh, I don't know, man. Have you enjoyed The Last Dance so far? Uh, I've only seen the first episode, so I haven't gotten to finish it yet. But uh, so far, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into it. I don't want to say anything about it yet. Don't spoil it for me. I want to take a look at it still. But. I will say this. For somebody that was barely alive, uh, as you were when all of this went down, were you born in 96 <laughs> or 97? 99, you were born in 99. Right? Oh, my gosh. 99, Oh, my right? gosh. 99. Funny, <laughs> oh, my God. You're not even 21 yet? Oh, my goodness, man. You are making me feel old. Yet, oh, yeah, man. People, by young. the way, it people would not young. know that Javon is only 20 when you talk to him and you meet him <laughs> because he's 6'5". And when you were drafted, your weight was 190. You've put on a lot of muscle since then. What are you at right now? Actually, Greg, I was like 170 when I got drafted, man. But I'm like 215 right now, dude. I've uh, I've been working, man. Hey, man, I expect nothing less from you in terms of oh, yeah, man. getting your body into that shape. Your first career homer, yeah. I had a chance to call. That was in Ogden. That was a blast. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, was it Ogden or was it Great Falls? No, it was no, Great it Falls. It was Great Falls. It was Great Falls. Great you launched Falls. it deep that to was, right center field. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one was, oh, man, I I, whew, I haven't done that to a ball in a long time. But, Since uh, I've been to all yeah, the Midwest was... League ballparks, I've got to ask you, what's your favorite Midwest League ballpark? Ooh, my favorite one? Mm, honestly, not trying to be biased, but I really like ours. But visiting, I really enjoyed. Uh, Dayton was really cool. It was a cool field. And uh, Great Lakes was amazing. Great Lakes is one of the coolest environments because Great Lakes was you're, amazing. you're just, you're somewhat, Midland, Michigan is a cool little town because you're just kind of isolated up there. The ballpark is amazingly pretty. Um, it's about 15 years old at this point, but it feels brand new. You do have that loon sound that they always play on the loudspeaker, oh, which gets no. a little bit annoying after a while. Uh, oh, man, don't bring that thing up. Oh, man. Hey, it can't be as bad as the peanut inning in Missoula, though, right? Oh, man, that was a tough one, too. That's just more annoying than anything. Oh, boy. A lot of good ballparks around the Pioneer League and the Midwest League and 
you know, hopefully you'll be on to the Carolina League whenever this season does get started. But, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at these reports saying that there might not be a season and then Major League Baseball saying that they're trying to – that they haven't made a decision yet on whether or not there's going to be a minor league season. Is it uncomfortable yeah. knowing that you have no idea what's next, or do you just kind of have to operate as normal and then just take whatever is given to you? Um, honestly, it's interesting just because it's such a it's such a weird time in our lives right now. You know, I'm kind of in a waiting game is what I would like to call it. Um, but you kind of just got to take one day at a time, man, and just, you know, just wait for stuff to happen. That's kind of where I'm at right now. But I'm going to make sure that I stay in shape and stay ready to go. If we started tomorrow, I could get going if I had to, you know what I mean? So we'll see. It certainly has to help having an uncle, Mark Carrier, that played in the NFL, and having a dad, the man, the myth, the legend, Reggie Ward, that played at Notre Dame. <laughs> how is uh, how oh, Big man. Reg handling all of this right now? Big Reg is cool, man. He's cool, man. He's just. Like I said, doing the same thing, taking one day at a time, everybody's staying at the house, just trying to, you know, take it serious and be safe. But he's cool, man. I'll definitely tell him to holler at you, man. Absolutely. I uh, I remember it was like May of last year, actually. I was – I had just gotten to Idaho Falls, and I woke up to a text message from Reggie just checking in, seeing how <laughs> everything was going. I'm like, man – he thought of enough oh, about me to send me a message. That was that was really cool. So yeah, your dad is a good boy, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Javon Ward on MLB Morning Coffee, Brewers outfield prospect. When you reflect back on your decision, so if I remember correctly, so were you committed to SC before you decided to sign? Oh, yeah. I committed to USC my sophomore year of high school. So for you, what is it like to sign out of high school knowing that you turned down the school that you rooted for growing up, but still having that athletic program be as close as it is to your heart? Because I know how big of an SC fan you are. You're a huge SC football fan. SC basketball had a really good year. I got a chance to follow them really closely. But, by the way, I got to tell you, Onyeka Okongwu, that dude is going to be a monster once <laughs> a monster. he gets into the NBA. A monster. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. But for you, I mean, is it different knowing that you never had a chance to play college baseball, or is it kind of one of those things where you know the decision was right for you to sign out of high school and that collegiate loyalty will always be there in some form or another? Oh, yeah. It'll definitely always be there some form or another. But, uh, you know, it's with that situation, you kind of pick your poison is what my, what my parents told me when I was thinking about, you know, signing or going to school. It's kind of just, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to play ball, man, you know, and I got that opportunity, so I took it. And, um, you know, school's always going to be there for me. I love SC. It's never going to, you know, the love I have for that school is never going to change, my lineage and everything. But, uh, you know, it's... Sometimes you look back, and I'm like, I would never say I regret it, but uh, it'd be cool to experience college and, you know, play ball. But, you know, I, I wouldn't take back what I did ever. You know what I mean? I wouldn't change what my decision for the world. I've enjoyed every minute of it. So, What does USC football have to do to get back to the promised land? Because 
Keaton Slovis had a heck of a year, and JT Daniels elected to transfer. But the defense was atrocious, which I'm sure does not make your Uncle Mark very happy. But what does SC have to do to get on the same level? I mean, I hate to say it, they got to get, they're not on the same level as Oregon right now. Oh, no, not at all. Mm-mm. Um, Honestly, I think they just need to start recruiting a little bit better because there's a lot of guys from, you know, there's a good there's a good amount of guys in Southern California, the pool to pick from, man. We got one of the two of the top schools in the country in modern day and uh, St. John Bosco. So you would think they would get a couple guys, but, you know, just from what I've seen the last couple of years, even being in school, a couple of my boys that played, you know, a lot of guys want to leave. A lot of guys want to stay here, man. There's none really there. They're still kind of, they're living by the lineage. They're not trying to, you know, Oregon's new, you know, Oregon's new. They got the uniforms. They got this flashy stuff. You know, you go down south, you got Bama, you got Arkansas, you got all these schools that are just different than, you know, what you're used to. So I just think they got to grab a couple more guys from Southern California. It'll be all right. I was not an SC fan growing up, but I have to say that college football is better when USC and UCLA are both good, when the L.A. schools and the Bay Area schools are both good, then I think that's a lot better for college athletics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, as you know, man, from just, you know, with your industry, you know, you see guys, you know, you see how many guys from Southern California are on all sorts of schools from all over the country, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was really cool to me, though, how, you know, somebody like an Onyeka Okongwu, was willing to stay home, and he could have gone to he could have gone to Duke, he could have gone to Kentucky. Uh, I think that if I remember correctly, so it's Evan Mobley that's the younger of the Mobley brothers. SC has the top recruit in all of college basketball now that Jalen Green decided to sign in the G League, coming to SC next mm-hmm. year. And I mean, SC yep. is now becoming a recruiting hotbed for college basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, USC is always going to be USC, right? You know that, man. And, uh, you know, it's always going to have the magnitude of the amazing education. You know, it's it's Southern California, too, man. It's one of the premier schools in Southern California. So it's kind of just what guys want. You know, if, if that's what they want, they'll stay. If that's what they don't want, then they'll go somewhere else at the end of the day. We're here with Javon Ward, Brewers outfield prospect on MLB Morning Coffee. We're just about wrapping up here. Javon, I got to ask, what has been on the top of your playlist lately? Because I know you're a big music guy, and I've been listening to a lot of music to make sure that I stay happy, I stay sane, I stay smiling. <laughs> What's been at the top of your playlist lately? I mean, like, I love Travis Scott. That's always been an artist that I've always been into. Um, I love Pop Smoke, R.I.P., um, those have been those have been the two guys I've been listening to a lot lately. Is a uh, Pop Smoke and uh, Travis Scott. Yeah, that's definitely at the top right now. It'll probably change in a couple of days. I listen to so many different like so much different music, so we'll see. Hey man, I think that if you find a good album to listen to, and you're able to just get in a zone with it. It just makes this time that we're dealing with go by so much faster. Javon Ward, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on and hope to do it again at some point. Sounds good, guys, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Javon Ward, everybody. Thanks for listening to this edition of MLB Morning Coffee's 
Coffee Conversations. Have a great rest of your day. We will catch you in the AM.